0: Welcome to another episode of NFL DFS from Down Under. I'm Josh Whye, and I'm joined as always, except for last week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> terrific, Josh, Josh, Josh Wooten. How are you? Uh, I'm terrific. You're terrific. Terrific. Welcome, welcome to the land of the living here in the DFS NFL DFS from Down Under podcast. Beautiful. Um, someone who was here last week and will be here every week. Uh, Our mom. No. <laughs> is Daryl Dada, Doctor Dada from the Fantasy Insider. The creator of the Cruncher. How are you, Daryl?
1: I'm good. Yeah. How are you guys?
0: Pretty good. Pretty good. How did, How good. did you go in week two, Josh? Did you play much DFS?
2: Uh, DFS. Uh, some highs, some lows. I didn't make uh, too many lineups last week, but uh, yeah, there were some hits and some misses. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, what was I gonna say?
0: Just about a break-even week.
2: Yeah, pretty much. It was uh, the running backs had me uh, a little messed up.
0: Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll look, look forward to uh, looking at the running backs this week. Dow, how did you go last week?
1: Um, a bit below break even. Yeah, not as good as week one. I didn't play the Thursday night game. Had some decent cash results in the um, Sunday, the big slate. And then I wasn't watching the game on Tuesday morning, Australian time, the Monday night football game. But I was sort of fifth and second, I think, going into the second half and then completely fell out of the money. So I'm not sure exactly what Seattle did there. But um not too bad, not too good on to next week.
0: Yeah. Looking back, uh, to last week's show, we, we kind of locked up George Kittle and Antonio Brown, um, both sort of the workload was there on offer for them for the taking, but not quite the amount of targets or sort of, or sorry, the targets are there, not quite the receptions, um, and sort of, uh, yardage and touchdowns there for those two guys, unfortunately.
1: No. Yeah. There were a few, a few misses, I think there, um, there were a few interesting plays last week. I think some value got thrown up in places I didn't expect it to. Um, I Some interesting also looking at the ownership percentages across the platforms. I think that'll give us some sense as to, you know, who we should be targeting, who we should be avoiding going into week three.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I had Jonu Smith in every one of my lineups last week and he just laid an egg um, replacing Delaney Walker there. Uh, that was just a complete mess. But uh, Josh, Juju Smith-Schuster was... One of your selections for us last week uh, did outstandingly Went well for us. Juju ju- Juicy, Yep, and yep. Melvin Gordon as well. Um, another great uh, selection there. Yeah,
2: I had a lot of James Conner, and he didn't perform as well as I was hoping it would be.
0: Yeah, unfortunately not. Um, all right, moving on to week three though, and there's more opportunity for for things to things to align for us. And let's start at the quarterback position. And and Daryl, uh, what is the cruncher like at this at this position this week?
1: It actually throws up a whole bunch of different lineups, in the, uh, sorry, a whole bunch of different quarterbacks in the kind of first 10 lineups. Um, we have a reasonable amount of Alex Smith. who's um, 14,000 at draft stars. Um, I think there's a couple of stacking options that work well with him. Um, Alan, Breeze, Rothelberger, and Blake Bortles shows up as well in kind of the top lineups of draft stars. Um, Blake Bortles, our number one pick at Moneyball. He's 6,800 there. Um, Deshaun Watson, um, Alex Smith again, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, Stafford, Fitzpatrick, all kind of reasonable options available.
2: Josh, uh, quarterback? Quarterback. Um, so I've picked both Luck and Wentz because I think that game could be sneaky good for the quarterback position. Um, Wentz going up against this Colts defense, which you have to admit, not that great. I mean, not they,
0: th- they played a lot better last week. Uh, i tell you that.
2: Yeah, but this is Philadelphia. Uh, No. Um, Yeah. But saying that, Philadelphia is without a lot of weapons and we don't know how Wentz is going to perform. I think Wentz can make plays uh, without players far better than Foles can. Um, But then saying that, I think also Luck can perform quite well against Philadelphia, even though Philadelphia's defense is good at keeping uh, players out of the red zone. Uh, The yardage... um, and especially if you want to stack in with someone um, against the secondary of Philly, despite having depth, um, is prone to allowing pretty some high yardage to at least their number one wide receiver. As we saw Deshaun
0: action to last week and
2: Julio the week before.
0: That is correct. Uh, I like just any quarterback in uh, the Jimmy G. Patty Mahomes duel there with that high total. Uh, we talked about the totals uh, in the punt return podcast. Please check that out. Uh, but there are there are four or five totals five totals this week, over 50 points. Uh, so San Fran at Kansas City, the 56 and a half. Pittsburgh at Tampa Bay, 53 and a half. New, Orleans, uh, New England at Detroit, 51 and a half. New Orleans at Atlanta, 53. And then the Chargers Rams is also up there as well at 48 and a half. So I just think uh, both teams are expected to score a lot of points. Both are stronger on offense and defense. I think there'll be a shootout, so I'm just going to have a couple of different stacking options with, with both of those uh, guys. Sort of a cheaper option and a, sort of a contrarian play in a stack, I don't mind, is Blake Bortles this week after his best ever performance last week. I wouldn't mind pairing him with either Keelan Cole or DD Westbrook this week against a Titans team that's 25th in defensive DVOA. And uh, Malcolm Butler has been absolutely terrible. Everyone bagged out Belichick for benching him in the Super Bowl. He's been targeted... 17 times and surrendered 257 yards and, and three touchdowns. And that's a genius. Yes. Yeah, so, as usual.
2: Yep. But uh, going on the back of Bortles, I would say select him only if Fournette is out.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's probably a fair call. And if Fournette is out, I'm skipping ahead. Corey Grant could be an option as well. He's looks like a really s- s- silky player. Kind of like a poor man's Chris Thompson in the backfield. So that's something to watch. Um, uh, yeah. The Jags
2: are 4-0 without Fournette. Yep.
0: And their point
2: differential is either, this is just me being flat-out dyslexic right now, it's either 60-something or 90-something, like, in the plus. Yep. It's, like, it's incredible. So their record without Fournette
0: It's almost is as great. if drafting running backs in the top five is not a great not idea. Not the best thing, yeah. <laughs> um, Daryl, you've got Josh Allen mentioned there. It, the defense doesn't scare you? Is that just going to be sort of like a contrarian lineup, or...?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a bit contrarian. He's also, what, $7,300, so it just frees up so much salary that you can use elsewhere, and... The draft staff prices are reasonably tight. We talked last week, money balls were a bit softer. Yep. So I think freeing up that extra salary cap, uh the your
0: potential upside elsewhere is higher.
2: I mean it's a ballsy pick. Um,
0: he does have a long arm. Like you could just get one long bomb out of him. You could get fourteen points or something out of him, and there, you've got stacks of cash left. Plus, out.
2: surely, like they're going, the wide receivers for the Bills are going to be swarmed, and he might have to run. And if he picks up four, uh, four or five points just based on running his, his uh rushing ability,
0: he he nearly ran one in last week too. He was close. He he ran it twice in the red zone, so that's something okay. to watch. Hey, by the way, do you think do you think he's going to throw a
2: touchdown against the Vikings? Aside from this, do you think he's going to score? A, throw we talked a about
0: in the punt return late a backdoor cover it could be a, a garbage time as Blake Bortles has made a, a living. That surely on has stuff.
2: to be the line, whether or not like how many touchdowns, just whether he scores or not,
0: right? Yeah, pretty much. Their team total is very very low, but that's something to monitor. Uh, Daryl, one last question before we move to running backs. Um, how did you find the new moneyball format with uh, no kicker and the extra flex? I can't decide
1: if I'm a fan of it or not. Uh, it certainly gives you more lineup options. Um, I mean. I think part of the reason for having the kicker in there in the first place is that it kind of increases <laughs> the randomness of what they were trying to do. And um, yeah, I think pros and cons certainly offers more lineup combinations. be interesting to see what effect it has on um, requiring stacks.
2: I definitely do think that it um, impacts the skill a bit more. So I think that, you know, people who have a better knowledge or, you know, Follow Fantasy Insider or things like that, have a better understanding where someone could just get very, very lucky and just pick a kicker that just goes completely off and have picked two duds somewhere else, such as running back or wide receiver, and their kicker just bails them out and puts them into the money. That infuriates me if I have a a good lineup overall, but my kicker is, you know, has a dud or they decide to go for two or something like that. (laughs) It, it infuriates it
0: yeah no I, d- I definitely agree i i didn't mind it um i, just, I don't mind the defense i'm I just, okay i, with I it. had a lot more luck on Moneyball last week than i did uh at DraftKings, so uh that's something to to monitor uh running backs let you down last week apart from melvin gordon um who have you got this week josh
2: um i suggest everyone pays
0: up for kamara i think he's gonna go off i think daryl has kamara written down as well is that correct
1: yeah i do um I think he's he showed up in our lineups so both draft stars and moneyball. I prefer him at moneyball given the kind of salary pricing, but I'll have exposure to him at draft stars as well.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree there. I I, I think he was going to be on my list as well, and I saw you both had him down. So like, uh, we might have a lock here. We have it. was well, our lock might, of the week. Kamara. I think we might have a lock. Here I think on that with that, with Dion Jones out
2: and Keanu Neal, yeah, Keanu Neal Kamara is just. I, this is this is how they target the Falcons.
0: The Saints' offense has been just high percentage of Michael Thomas and Kamara the last two weeks. They really miss Mark Ingram um, more than I think they realized. Um, So I do think take advantage of the heavy Kamara workload until Ingram comes back. It's a perfect opportunity. Uh, Who else have you got? Um, I've got Tevin Coleman as long as Freeman is out. I think
2: last week he um, had two goal line carries, uh, two potential touchdowns stolen by Matt Ryan. So it's not every week that Matt Ryan scores two rushing touchdowns, if ever. Yeah. Um, Crazy. Yeah, so I like Tevin Coleman to um, get some more goal line carries, especially if Freeman's out. If If Freeman plays avoid him, I wouldn't say that he's... Nah, he's
0: out for another two to three weeks. So. Definitely? Yeah, he's definitely out this he's week. He's ahead of schedule, so that's yeah. what that's the last thing okay, I read. Yeah. So. I, I definitely think he's out this week. Ne- the following week, that was, that's a question mark. All
2: right, well, yeah. if, he's playing this, if he's not playing this week, yep. lock in Tevin Coleman while you can still get him cheap because I think he's going to be... Um, he's going to have quite a successful day against
0: the okay. Saints. Any uh, Tevin Coleman in your uh, cruncher lineups, uh, Daryl?
1: Oh, uh, he shows up though. He's not one of the most common. I mean, we've gone, Concha and myself personally, have gone pretty premium um, at the running back position this week. We get Melvin Gordon showing up, 14,350. I think he's still officially questionable, last I
0: checked.
1: Yep. Um, and he's a um, shows up at Moneyball at 8,300. Um, Cook for the Vikings appears in a few. Um, yeah, the other thing with, of course, the flex position is, I think you almost end up needing the extra running back uh, in your team's
0: yeah, definitely agree there. I think Melvin Gordon, uh, he is still technically questionable, but I do think he, um, yeah, there we go. Um, it says here Melvin Gordon neck is practicing in full for week three against the Rams. So it okay, looks cool. like he's going to be probably uptick to probable um, tomorrow or the day after. So definitely um, can breathe a sigh of relief there if you're a Melvin Gordon owner in season-long fantasy as well. Um, and you've got Elliot written down as as well. Uh it's a favorable matchup. We saw uh, the Bears run the ball pretty pretty well against Seattle last week.
1: Yeah, I think I think I like him this week. I think it's one of those opportunities to get him where I mean, maybe he's not at his highest salary, although you know, he's not too far off Kamara. He's what what five hundred bucks cheaper. Yep. Um, but I think yeah, you, you have a few options and you can rotate around them. Um, between the running back and the flex positions this week.
0: Okay. Josh, uh, your last running back before I dip into mine.
2: My last running back, a bit of a contrarian play, I think. Um, Kareem Hunt, who is a bit cheaper than we would assume he would be at this point in the season, especially if you were to just look at the scores for the Chiefs and then look at where he's ranked. I think he's a decent contrarian play if they don't uh, go towards Tyreek Hill. I think if there's, you know, a few screen passes and they pick up their... um, uh, their short yardage game to the running back and things like that. What I mentioned before in regards to, um, in the punt return podcast Check um, it out. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if they try to establish a bit more of a run game, he could be a contrarian player and pick up um, some of those points where Tyra
0: Hill misses out. Yeah, definitely uh, try to balance that offense a bit. Yep. Uh, I like Christian McCaffrey this week. Uh, I think he's running the ball isn't great. Uh, Cam Newton still leads the team in rushing yards, which is from a football perspective, not ideal. But um, in terms of targets and catches, he's just taking so much of the target share from his team's offense. And since he have allowed the, most, the second most yards to running back so far this season, um, so I think McCaffrey can pick up um, plenty of yards through the air. Um, he, I think he caught like 11 passes or 14 passes or something ridiculous last week. So I do think he uh, can do that in Cincinnati without Vontae's perfect. Just going
2: back to your point, Daryl, about how uh, you're paying up premium for the running back position, does it concern you that, you know, some of these running backs that are leading the running back position this year in regards to yardage and things like that are players that we, be- we barely even speak of? So, like, Breeder is currently the yardage leader, as well as Mixon, Lindsay, and Connor is number five. It's players that we just, you know, that aren't at the top of the salary. By any means. Do you think it's better off going one premium and then just, you know, throwing a dart and hoping that one of these cheaper guys goes off?
1: Um, for sure, yeah. I mean you you're looking at higher upside players, um, where you can get them in. I mean, some of this is of course you you got your debate between kind of proven skills and uh long term steps versus kind of short term um opportunity and so on that arises during the start of the season. So um your salary caps vary, so at Moneyball, where there's a bit more flexibility and you can kind of fit more premiums in, I have tended to go with the kind of two premiums uh, that, at running back and then wide receivers um, that I'm taking more of a chance on. Mm-hmm. At Draft Stars, it could be that one sort of elite and one um, where you're kind of taking a bit more of a lottery ticket could be the way to go.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it depends on what format you're playing in as well. If you're playing in GPPs, then obviously you, you, you've got to go for the upside and swing for the fences a little bit, but double-ups or tears and things like that, then you can yeah, alter your strategy a little bit. Cool. Yep. Uh, all right. I like Kenyon Drake as well. Um, He had nine carries for 69 yards. Nice. And six catches for 35 yards against Oakland last year. And he's averaging 15.4 PPR points in his past seven games. And Oakland um, have been gashed for 113 and 152 yards by opposing uh, backfields so far this season. So I think he's a good price. He's only sort of 5600 on DraftKings uh, draft kings and at moneyball I haven't checked draft stars yet but he's 6900 at moneyball um, I also like uh Giovanni Bernard as well just because Joe Mixon is out and you know he's had proven games where he's had 29 sorry he's had 29 games in his career with at least 15 touches and he's scored at least 10 PPR points in 23 of those games so the workload is there. The upside is there. He's just someone to keep an eye out. As I said in the Punt Return podcast, check it out, um, he has popped up on the uh, the injury report with a shoulder concern, so that's something to monitor. But those are three running backs I like this week. Uh, as an Eagles fan, Josh, before we move on to wide receiver, no Jay Ajayi this week, potentially no Darren Sproles. Corey Clement could be a, a really good player this week.
2: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, when we When we go through these... Um, before the podcast, we list our players and things like that. So he would have been probably my fourth um, mention. The only thing is, is that I'm interested, because we're quite uh thin, um, the Eagles, at wide receiver, I'm worried that they use him in a more complementary fashion, with Sporles banged up. Do they use him as the pass-catching back? Do they bring in um, Josh Adams from the practice squad and put him in as kind of the bruiser because he showed him preseason that he can do it. Yep. And to be honest, I I really like Josh Adams. I like the way he runs and he's he's kind of a one cut back that's exciting. So yep. I like him, but I really do see I mean we saw it in the Super Bowl. Corey Clement can, you know, catch oh, yeah. the ball. So do I do they use him in that fashion? It's interesting. So yep. He yeah, is he is a he is a, um, a high upside play if they get the ball rolling. Yeah,
0: I still think he should have been Super Bowl MVP. Um, it's got nothing to do with the money I had on him at one hundred and fifty one dollars to win that award. No, uh, <laughs> um, Daryl. One last question on running backs before we move on. Um, you know when you have a, swear you've said that three sorry, times. I know Jordan <laughs> Jordan Howard. Uh, you know in a game where there's such a low total and a heavy favorite, you know a touchdown or so for Chicago. Um, is that something you, the cruncher or you tend to avoid? Because I can see them giving him plenty of work in the second half as they, if, if, if all goes to plan and they're up, um, they just sort of run out the clock.
1: Um, I mean, we've got Howard projected for 16 points, so he's not completely out of the question. I mean, I think it comes towards what we talked about, I think, last year about kind of game scripts for DFS. Like your lineup has to tell something of a story. Um, you could be throwing a lot late if you're behind, you could be um, running backs getting a lot of yardage to Use the clock. You just need to make sure, particularly in kind of the GPP format, that your um, lineup tells a coherent story and that there's a game scenario that kind of gives all of your players the chance to hit their ceilings. Yeah,
2: that's almost beautiful. I know. Sound like it's, it's almost like, beautiful. It's like fantasy poetry. Yeah, this is like, <laughs> but it's also us just trying to predict the future. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, so, it's yeah, just so, like yeah. um, it's in a dream scenario, yeah. the you know yeah. the. Philly will be down right. and look to play Corey Clement yeah. as wide receiver one. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, all right, wide receiver. We finally got to wide receiver. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'll, one last I'll, question. Steer the ship. <laughs> no, no. Uh, wide receiver. We have got a name here under your notes that we've seen a lot of the times. Um, some may know him as Julio by Daryl. It's Julio. <laughs> um, you've got him down again. Um, in true true Daryl fashion. Scare me, Daryl. Why, yeah, I don't,
1: have, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a great record of picking Julio Weeks, yeah. Um, but yeah, he does show up on the crunch quite a bit this week. He's 14,600. Um, there's some good kind of stacking options, I think, as well around him with um Matt Ryan, so yeah, he's definitely one that shows up again. You're going to pay for him though, and he has to have uh, probably a two-touchdown week to kind of have the upside you want.
0: Yeah, well, he hasn't scored a touchdown from 45 consecutive receptions in the regular season, dating back to last year. But he It's does, incredible considering uh, how many yards he gets. AJ Green had the same amount of touchdowns in one game as Julio did in the regular season last year. That's that's, that's, that is a massive concern, but in saying but that... D- he...
2: it... But you look at it and you never once blame Julio. It's
0: like it's it's all Sarkeesian. <laughs> like it's just ridiculous that the red zone play calling is is just crazy. There's also you know as well Devonte Freeman and Tevin Coleman are so great inside the foot at five yard line that you just usually punch it in with them anyway. But still, it's crazy. But Julio is one of my plays this week as well, Daryl. We're on the same page. Um, he's posted lines of five for ninety eight and seven for one hundred and forty nine against the Saints last season. So he does love playing against the Saints. Um, what other wide receivers uh, pop up for you, Daryl?
1: Um, on the value side, we've got Tyler Boyd as a play on kind of both platforms. He's 5,000 on draft starts, which I think is way too low. Um, 4,800 on Moneyball, so I think he provides some options. Um, there's a lot of options at Moneyball this week that are reasonably priced, um, so kind of stacking, again, is going to be important, but Galladay is one of them. He's 5,900. Um, and then Hill is a more premium option at Moneyball well, 8,300, but I think he's one of the few that are worth paying up for
0: there. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of stacks this week because of all those high total games that I mentioned before. Um, you've written down here, spread your wings and stack, which again, is <laughs> just beautiful. Um, <laughs> how many stacks do you do when you have so many games here with, with high totals? Do you try to just get as much exposure across the board or do you just pick sort of three or four of your favorite and then build many rosters around that?
1: Um, I try and spread the stacks around. So I'll normally identify kind of depending on how many liners I'm putting in, but maybe, you know, five or six teams that I want to focus on. And then I might build two stacks around each of those teams, um, with different wide receiver or tight end options that kind of fit into the pattern I'm trying to build. Um or well, the story so that only, you're trying to tell.
0: Yeah, story <laughs> trying to tell. Yes, the I'm Yes, beautiful. <laughs> uh yeah. All right uh Josh uh you've got a couple of double ups with Daryl Hibb on your listing, including Tyler Boyd, which is interesting.
2: Tyler Boyd is i don't know he's looked really good this year he has. especially in in the slot uh I really like him there. We were talking about it on the punt return. check it out <laughs> they the Bengals are underrated they're just yeah. they are underrated, and I think that. You could tell, um, I don't know if you saw the footage. You see the footage of Dalton going into the locker room after the game. Super giddy smile. Just, yep. yeah. He, he owned the joint after that game. And <laughs> it's, it's kind of that swagger where you think, maybe is there something going on? Do they have, you know, are they, are they, um, you know, going to keep surprising us as the season goes on. But Tyler Boyd does look really safe. Yep. Um, and he, to me, he's a safe player just based on his price as well, because he is still relatively cheap in comparison to everyone else.
0: Yep. Very cheap. Uh, who else have you, who else are you on this week?
2: All right. So Nelson Aguilar, um, I've written here safest wide receiver pick of the week, which I just, I think he is. I just think flat out he, with so limited options at wide receiver for Philadelphia and the way he's played in the first two weeks and the, the back end of last season. I think he's, he's a real guy now in, uh, in Philadelphia. And I think he'll be targeted an absolute ton. Yep. Um, Yeah. We haven't, we haven't seen him get into the red zone as much as you know we'd like, but
0: yeah. Well, know. he did score last week and then managed to leap over the cameraman after securing the touchdown, which was an impressive By display the way, of athleticism.
2: That was incredible. Look, that whole that whole the sequence, sequence was incredible. False throw was yeah. perfect yeah. to yeah. a to a small wide receiver. Yeah, um, yeah, but I don't think you can go wrong in whatever format you're playing. Yep. Forty um, nineers. So this is I'm dipping my toe in um, to one of the big uh, total games here. If Goodwin plays, I would throw him in. Yep, I, I
0: agree. I I have Dante Pettis written down as well. If if Goodwin is out, yeah, Same and if
2: Goodwin's out, Pettis becomes a a, a great really good, cheap, cheap premium player. Yeah, yep. but I do think Goodwin has the speed to you know kill kill this team.
0: Yep, no, I definitely agree there.
2: <laughs> um, last one. I've got Ty mentioned before that you know if Luck can um, uh, pick up some yards against Philadelphia, I. would I know we're just talking about this game a lot for me um, in particular, but we saw what Julio can do. We saw what Deshaun can do against the um, the secondary of Philadelphia. Hilton played well last week.
0: I'd be keen to see what the ownership percentage is on, on Hilton after last week. Um, I feel like it was probably low in week one and then, uh, and low in week two, but he really turned it on um, against, against the Colts. So that's definitely interesting. Any thoughts on those uh, plays? Obviously you like Tyler Boyd, Daryl, but, uh, Aguilar, Hilton, and Goodwin.
1: Yeah, I don't mind Hilton. Um, I guess Josh will be hoping that he's um, getting a lot of late yardage from behind with the game script going for there.
0: Yep. Um,
1: otherwise, yeah, I don't. I, so I don't mind any of those plays. I think Aguilar was, um as you kind of indicated, is kind of one of the players I might play in a head-to-head or a kind of a six-man lineup where I just want a kind of a safe floor in terms of points. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, yeah, none, don't mind
2: any of those. That's what I think about Kamara, though, as well. Like, Kamara's floor to me in that game is so incredibly high.
0: I yeah, just... I, but then then again, he's, also, he's he's high ceiling as well. Like, oh, it's he, incredible. High ceiling, high floor guy. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Perfect
1: fantasy. Yeah, you want him in everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't really have much to add for wide receiver. A lot of mine are covered. Um, you mentioned Kenny Goloday. Um, Daryl. I'm on the same page as you there. I think Goloday is a, a good stack. Yeah. Um, I don't mind Marvin Jones as well as a potential stack if, you, if you're if you starting to, uh, Matt Stafford. Um, I mentioned Keelan Cole and Westbrook earlier. Um, my only other thing is Juju Smith-Schuster. If you want to sort of fade Antonio Brown after the drama that I've had this week, um, Juju's been really solid. And Tampa Bay have just lost Vernon Hargraves for the why season. Does, why does so no
2: one want to play in Pittsburgh?
0: It's... It's a weird place it's to be weird, right now. It's a weird vibe. We should should get Jordan Berry on the pod and see see how he's going. Oh, yeah, see, see if he puts his foot in his mouth. Yeah, Great. no, I, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think he would ever do that. He's too smart. But um, Juju could be a good play this week, I think, um, in the slot against Tampa Bay. We saw Aguilar have a, a, just a massive week last week against them, and I think Juju could do the same. Uh, Daryl, any final thoughts on wide receiver before we move to tight end?
1: No, as I mean, as you pointed out, it's really, I think, a week for stacking. Um, and you basically want to cover as many of these options that we've talked about as you can, um, pairing them with the right quarterback for that situation.
0: Yeah, definitely. And there's always the potential to do some uh, tight end wide receiver stacks, which have been successful yep. in previous weeks and previous seasons. And I take it that's what you're going for with, with Jordan Reed.
1: Yeah, Jordan Reed obviously pairs with Smith well. Um, I think... Yeah, it's one of the options where I might look at a quarterback wide receiver tight end stack um, which I think you can get away with in Australia at the moment as I say with the kind of smaller contests kind of gives you the upside without of that match without necessarily um, having to get it spot on yep. but the otherwise um, Ertz and Gronkowski kind of show up as options at Draft Stars um, and we're kind of hearkening back to the old days of fantasy um, at Moneyball with um, Jimmy Graham as oh. kind of one of our Interesting selections
0: at 6,300. Jimmy Graham. Damn. Turn back the clock. I haven't heard that name in a while. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, I, I'll uh, piggyback off that. I like Gronk this week. Um, I'm going to stack him with, with some Brady lineups as well. Um, as I said on the Punt Return podcast, please check it out. Um, you know, he never, he never doubles down on a dud week, uh, Gronk. He's been solid um, th- since 2011. The last time he's been a, a technical tight end two which is not in the top 10 or top 12 um, finishes for tight ends on a weekly basis um, in back-to-back weeks. The last time he did that was weeks four and five in 2011. So that's just so long ago. So I do think Gronk um, is going to have a bounce-back week. And Josh um Gordon's presence will only open the field up for Gronkowski. I like George Kittle this week. I feel like he should rebound in week three against KC that is going to be a stack with Jimmy G for me, and I might do, as you said, Daryl, in in Australia, the rare three player stack where it's sort of Kittle, Pettis, and and Jimmy G, or, or Marquise yep. Goodwin, or even a bit of Pierre Garcon, um, as well. I think he'll he'll uh, bounce back, uh, especially if Eric Berry is out for the Chiefs, but uh, he still played fifty snaps last week. Um, Kittle, so although the targets went there, they kind of got out to a big lead and just sort of ran out the clock. So. Um, The Chiefs allowed uh, Jesse James and Vance McDonald to catch eight of eight targets for 164 yards and a touchdown last week. So tight end could be the way to go for Jimmy this week. Josh? Um, I agree with your uh, George Kittle sentiments. Um,
2: But in regards to tight end this week, I would pay up for the big dogs. Uh, Just pretty much everyone we've mentioned, Gronk is... Gronk is tipped to have a big week. I like Kelsey and Ertz as well. We've spoken about the Chiefs plenty today. Yep. Um, and Kelsey could be one of those contrarian players if you don't think Tyreek's going to go off, or you think you know he's <laughs> yep. going to be he's going to be the man. Um, and with Wentz back, Ertz is his favorite target. He just he hits him with everything he's got. So look for Ertz to have a big week as well.
0: Yeah, I don't mind uh, a couple of other cheap options: uh, Jesse James and Will Disley. Um, the Bucks are thirty-first in fantasy points allowed to t- tight ends, and Dallas are twenty-third. So, if you've you know stacked your lineup with running backs and wide receivers, and you don't have much cash, uh, they could be two sort of cheaper options for you. Did anyone else come up on that on that cruncher before we move on to defense, Darrell?
1: Um, nobody that I sort of stood out. I think we had a lot of the same options at tight end. Um, as I say, you got Ertz and Wonkowski, Jimmy Graham at Moneyball i um, otherwise, I think you're just kind of, again, looking at what stacks make sense and just try to fit in around those.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, all right, defence, everyone's favourite fantasy position. <laughs> um, what do you like this week, or what does the Cruncher come up with this week?
1: Um, so the Cruncher sort of highlights the Steelers, of Draft Stars and the Browns of Moneyball, um, neither of which are perhaps obvious selections. But mm-hmm. really, the defences are all so tightly packed that as long as you're not... Your offensive players aren't um, going up against the defense. I would be happy with most of the options. I think this week.
0: Yeah. Okay. There we go, Uh, Josh.
2: Um. Well, when I was looking at this, so I jumped on, jumped on to look at prices and things like that, and just went, okay. Um. Who? So the Bears performed terrifically well last week. Going up the week before. And going up against Seattle, and then I was like, "All right, so who are they got this week?" All right, so they got they got Arizona. They should they should do well there. And then I was like, "Oh, okay." So they went well against Dallas, and then I was I was thinking, I mean, sorry, they went they went good <laughs> against the uh, Seahawks. Who's going up against the Seahawks? Then you think Dallas, and then I looked at yours, and I was like, "Oh, Josh is sharing the same views here." Yeah,
0: we've got the same Dallas and the Bears. Yeah. I like both of these two thousand two hundred the Cowboys at Draft Kings which is outstanding value, and the Bears are a little bit, I think they're the fourth dearest defense at 3,500. But, you know, Arizona around only scored six points all season. Yeah. And then for Dallas. I'm
2: pretty sure the premium option is the Vikings against, against the, the Bills, Bills which right? makes
0: a lot of sense. And ownership percentage will just be through the roof on that. So I think I will look Avoid elsewhere. that. Avoid that. I think so. Um And, yeah, Dallas have given up, uh, Seattle have given up 12 sacks. So Dallas could be in for a big game. I swear uh, 11 Bears. of those were against the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Feels like it. Uh, all right, Daryl, any final thoughts on week three?
1: I mean, just on that defense point, we've obviously, if you listen to the Punt Return podcast, we won't give away all the secrets. But, Check it out. Um, Arizona is one of the ones that Stats inside a model likes this week, which is probably why I've lent a little bit away from the Bears on defense. Yep. Um, otherwise, yeah, I mean, the tournaments have held up reasonably well this week, so I'm probably going to stick a few lineups in, and, yeah, hopefully have a good weekend of results.
0: All right, uh, before we do go, just can you let everyone know about uh, the Fantasy Insider Cruncher packages and what's in store for people that sign up and, and check it all out?
1: Yeah, so Fantasy Insider just has kind of one premium level. Um, so you sign up for that and you'll get access to our predictions each week. So this week you'll get the AFL preliminary finals, the NOL preliminary finals, um, and the NFL. Obviously, we're not far away from NBA and Big Bash, so all of those kind of under the one tier. Um, hoping to get kind of get a new and upgraded version of the Cruncher out sometime around the start of NBA season, um, with a few additional options. So yeah, looking forward to a kind of good few months on the fantasy side.
0: Yeah, definitely. And just to reiterate, our locks of the week this week, uh, we went with Alvin Kamara across the board. But just looking at out of the sort of uh, common uh, names that have appeared across all three of us, Tyler Boyd would probably be um a low not a lock of the week but someone as a sort of our probably budget player of the week josh would you agree
2: uh yeah i definitely agree
0: and then me and you are on the same page about george kittle if you want to go away from the big guns at tight end so alvin kamara tyler boyd and george kittle are three of the players that we recommend in uh, week three here on nfl dfs from down under podcast that wraps it up josh enjoy week three daryl enjoy week three Yep, thank you. Looking forward to it. should be a good weekend. And hope all our
2: stories come true. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, and please check out the Punt Return podcast and Stats Insider and Fantasy Insider, and you can follow us on Twitter at Wooten Y and Daryl on Twitter at DP Woodford.